Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. I have finally decided on a name. I guess it's only maybe a few episodes in, uh, but this podcast is called Happy Food, as you obviously know from the title, and that just kind of means like, that's it, happy food, you know, happy food, happy life. We should feel happy about food and uh, really work towards making it that simple in a lot of ways. Uh, Well, welcome back. Today, I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, My name is Lizzie. You can find me on Instagram, not so lazy Lizzie. Again, not so lazy Lizzie, L-I-Z-Z-I-E. That's where you can find me. Today, I'm going to be talking about diet culture. Um, I feel like if you start listening to this podcast, if you found me, if you are starting to go down the rabbit hole of intuitive eating, anything like that, you are going to hear this term, diet culture. This word is really thrown around a lot because it's important and it's this term that we finally have to be able to define something that has been going on for, you know, at least a generation, probably a couple generations now. I I don't know. When I think about it, I'm sure there's always been some level of dieting in the world or what we should or shouldn't be eating. This really like like diets that people started doing, like Atkins, Weight Watcher, all that stuff. I mean, 30, 40, 50 years, this type of stuff has existed, probably longer. I mean, I again, I'm not a medical professional. Do not quote me on that statistic. That's just kind of where my brain's at with it. Um, so let's define it. What is diet culture? What is this thing that we're talking about? And this is such an abstract concept that I spent a lot of time, you know, I would start to use the word, you know, diet culture. It's, it's, it's the culture of dieting. We live in a dieting culture, a dieting society. And I didn't even realize we lived in a dieting society until I stepped back and I was like, you're, you're right. <laughs> like everybody's right. This is a diet culture. Everybody's on a stinking diet. Um, but here are a few ways that I, I read online of like a good way to define it. And and I agree. Um, these first three points that I have here, I read on christyharrison.com, christyharrison.com. Uh, the first one is that diet culture, the big overarching idea is that we worship thinness as a society. We create it we create it, we equate it to health and morality. And we see this, like, if you're thin, obviously you have to be doing something right in your diet, right? You have the self-control, you're on it, um, you're a good person, you're a moral person. That's the assumption, right? Even though that maybe holds no factual evidence to that particular thin person, we as as a society, we really elevate thinness and weight loss. If somebody goes through a dramatic weight loss transformation, they hold a higher status in our minds, not necessarily consciously, but we just do it as a society. You'll just realize like, wow, what discipline they have, what commitment they have to their weight loss journey. Well, you don't know how they got there, right? You don't know what they had to do to achieve that thinness. We have no idea if it was actually healthy and food has no hold on our morality. But that's what diet culture promotes, okay? That's that's the first that's the first point. The second point, which I guess I already made it, is that weight loss, we, we equate it to having a higher status or being worth more. Um, we really kind of, it's like, 
damn the consequences. As long as you lost the weight, like you win, you're doing it right. Even if maybe your body, you're so, you know, you're thin to the point where maybe visually in the mirror, you look like, okay, this is where my body's supposed to be. But in reality, you are probably, or most likely underfeeding yourself. This whole idea of 1200 calories in a day, a calorie is an, a measure, a unit measurement of energy. That's all a calorie is. So when you're giving your body 1200 calories a day or starving yourself, you are going into starvation mode in your body. The idea that this is the right amount of calories for anybody or a healthy way to lose weight is preposterous. But our society has normalized it. That is a part of diet culture. Third point that I want to make of on this list is that shame... <clears throat> oh my goodness. Okay. Diet culture shames a certain eating style while praises others. And the thing that I think is so problematic about this is that it evolves. Like what diet culture says is the right diet, the best diet changes all the time. So how can that be factual? How can that be real if carbs are the devil for 10 years, but then we need to carb up for the next 10 years? Obviously, yes, we can only go off of the education that we have at the time and we have to be willing to change what we think is the right thing. But at the end of the day, there are so many like arguments surrounding what the right diet is. Keto, uh, high carb, low, low fat, uh, high fat, low carb. Like there are so many different things like don't eat eggs. You need to eat eggs. Bacon is fine. Bacon is cancer. Like there are just so, there's so much conflict that when you, like it's like digging through weeds to find the right answer when when we really look at our not our societies but like the human race as a whole balance has to be at the forefront right it's the only thing that you can be consistent at is to have a balanced diet have a balanced eating style and i think that is one of the reasons that i just hold this strong belief in food freedom because when you start cutting out entire food groups your brain starts internalizing these messages of you're not going to give me the things that I want you're not going to give me the things that my body needs and then we fall into this cycle right we feel bad about ourselves so we go on a diet we start restricting we're gonna be really good quote unquote and then you, you do it for however long you can be successful at it, right? And that ranges from a day, a week, a couple hours, you know, a couple years, you know? If you are really, quote, good, you'll do it for a couple years. And then you can't do it anymore. And you have restricted for so long so many foods, you binge on all of those foods. And you eat so many of them, oftentimes to the point you feel sick. And then your body feels sick and you feel fat and you feel lethargic and you feel bad and like a failure and these really big buzzwords bad failure because of food food is causing us and our society is causing us to attach morality to these things so then you feel okay you've binged and you feel bad about yourself you feel guilty your body feels like shit because you've pumped so much into it that yeah, you do it some more because you feel bad because you felt bad and because you were, quote, bad. And you do that for however long you do that, right? And that might be a couple hours a day, a week, a month, a couple years. 
who knows, right? And then you finally, you're like, nope, this is going to be the time. I'm going to stay motivated. I'm going to stay dedicated. And I'm going to lose that weight. And you go on the cycle again. Each time gaining more weight and gaining more weight and feeling bad about yourself and continuing to buy into diet culture, spending money on sh So what do we do, right? How do we get off the boat of diet culture? Well, in a lot of ways, to a certain degree, you can't because you're surrounded by it and it is our life. But you in your own life can actively work against diet culture. And start with just reject it. Reject the notion of diet culture. Reject the multi-billion dollar industry that is the diet culture. Reject the quick fixes. Reject the cleanses. Reject the 30-day quick fix. None of it is real. None of it is helpful. And in fact, it is harmful. So reject it actively in your mind. Say, no thanks. I'm not going to contribute to this. Um, a huge way that I have found, first of all, difficult, second of all, beneficial to reject diet culture in my own life is to really make a point not to comment on people's weight gain or weight loss. Obviously, like as a culture, we we're kind of taught, like, don't comment on people's weight, especially weight gain. Like that's not really something, at least me personally, I would ever comment on anyway before this education. But I am so, so, so guilty of like, oh my God, you look so good. What did you do? How did you lose this weight? How did you do this? Um, oh, can I get in on this weight loss that you're doing? And like I talked about in my My Intuitive Eating Journey episode, when people were saying that to me after I had lost a substantial amount of weight, I legitimately got addicted to it. I was like, this is how I get noticed. This is how I be successful. This is how I'm worth something to the greater community around me. And I don't want to contribute to that anymore. And I, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to praise thinness and praise weight loss. And sometimes I get like really conflicted about it because to watch somebody that I know seem and feel super happy and healthy and good about themselves because they have lost this weight or they've, you know, been working on their relationship with food and their, and what have you. Sometimes it's kind of hard not to want to be like, wow, you look amazing. And, and I'm guilty of still slipping up even after this education that I've had about diet culture, intuitive eating and food freedom. I have my, my sister-in-law is a perfect example. She seems so much happier now the way that her life is, her entire lifestyle. And I find myself all the time. You look so great. And as a whole, though, I would really encourage you to be mindful and myself to be mindful. I'm not saying anything directed at anybody else that I am not also trying to make efforts towards. And obviously like you're just one person, you're doing your best and whatever you prioritize in your life to make as a goal, work towards it. Perfection is not the goal here. It's just to be conscious of this culture that is being perpetu perpetuated day in and day out all around us. And by doing simple things like, I'm gonna make the choice not to comment on people's weight, period. Uh, or I'm going to do my best not to comment on people's weight, period. I'm going to do my best not to praise weight loss. That is a way that you could actively reject diet culture. The next thing, which is a more, I would say, personal thing that you can do for yourself to reject diet culture, which really is along the lines of intuitive eating, but to eat when you're hungry. 
When your body feels hungry, eat food. When your body feels full, stop eating food. And obviously, like for me personally, which obviously all I can offer is what I've read and my personal antidotes. So take from that what you will. Leave whatever you don't want. But for me, the hardest thing was not to eat when I'm hungry. I'll eat when I'm hungry. I can eat when I'm not hungry. I love eating. Uh, but it's to stop when my body is full. When my body is telling me this is not comfortable anymore, I don't want anymore, to be able to honor my body and respect it and say, okay, I hear you. I hear that you're done eating right now. Um, the second I'm hungry again, I'm going to eat this. And sometimes that's really what I would have to do is I would be, I mean, just enjoying like the best food of my life, like pizza. Oh my God. I love it. And I want to eat it forever. And to really develop the respect for my body to say, okay, I hear you. I'm going to stop eating this pizza. But I promise you the second that I feel hungry again, I'm going to eat it again. And when you tell your brain that and your body that over and over again and you do it, you really start to trust that like, okay, I can stop when I'm full. Literally this food is always going to be here. My body is going to trust that we can stop, we can respect our hunger cues and our fullness cues and move on with our day. Um, and I think oftentimes diet culture really promotes this idea that we don't know our own bodies, that our bodies are not capable of regulating, that our bodies will always choose to overeat when given the opportunity, which is just not true. Take this whole Kerbo app, for example, which I'm going to do a whole podcast on it, so I'm not really going to get into it, but I'm absolutely fuming about this whole Kerbo app. If you don't know what it is, it is um, by Weight Watchers, and it's directed towards 8 to 18-year-olds, and it's, quote, promoting a healthy lifestyle, which it's a diet app. That's what it is. It's a diet app. It's horrible. It's atrocious. And it literally starts teaching kids from eight years old that you can't regulate your own body. I'm going to have to do it for you, which is bullshit. Point blank, period, bullshit. Um, the next thing is just, got, just to kind of ask yourself, what do I want to eat? Just start doing that more. Not what should I be eating? What am I supposed to be eating? What is diet culture and all the diets that I'm choosing to do? What does it say I should eat? Well, if most mornings I eat yogurt because I think that's a good and nutritious choice and I genuinely enjoy it, but one morning I'm like, I want a pizza. I can't stop going back to pizza, uh, but I want oatmeal or I want waffles or I want a donut or three donuts. What do you want? Eat what you want to eat. And in that, also search for balance. For me, that was kind of where I am now. At first, for the first like six months of doing intuitive eating, I really had to just allow myself to eat whatever it is that I want. Um, that did not include a lot of nutritionally dense foods at the time. I'm kind of moving to a place now where I'm able to balance a little bit better while ensuring that I am incorporating nutritious foods into my diet and into the foods that I choose to eat. Sorry, my cat is walking across my keyboard. Hey, you have to stay over there, okay? Um, incorporating more nutritious foods, and it'd be okay. And it's not forced. It's not because I have to, but because I want my body to feel good from the fuel that I'm giving it. And sometimes that means a donut. Sometimes that means a salad. Sometimes that means uh, french fries or baked potatoes or whatever. Whatever the food is, legalize all food. And that will help reject diet culture. Um, even just for yourself, if you're not fighting the power as a whole against society, um, fight it for yourself. 
Fight it so you can be free. Uh, really, that is all I have on diet culture. There is so much more to be said. I don't know if my thoughts made any sense at all. This is just kind of where I'm at with it. My definition of diet culture uh, is that it sucks. <laughs> well, my de that's not my definition, but it sucks. I think diet culture sucks. I think it sucks that we live in this world because uh, it's really manipulative and it pretty much sets everyone up for failure, and that's really unfair in my opinion. So again, you can check me out on Instagram, not so lazy Lizzie. I am the podcast owner of Happy Food, the podcast you are listening to, and I am so, so excited to see you guys next time.